podcast knows the English language. And that language gives us the opportunity to say things, such as, the English language sucks. Most of us, probably listening, have learned it as our first language and probably thought not too much of it except a lot of weird rules and we got bad grades on our English scores. Those of you who have learned it as a second language probably think, what's the point? I hate this. And luckily for you, you have another language to fall back on, but we do not. So we had to bring in an expert today who you all know as Kaylee. We know her as Kaylee, and she is going to teach us all about the English language and what we've done wrong. And to whom would not be liking of that? (laughs) Kaylee, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. (laughs) Nice. Proper English right off the bat. Just proving my expertise. (laughs) Yeah, nailed it. Marsh, how are you? I'm good. (laughs) And I know that's wrong. (laughs) I don't think it is. Hold on a second. Before you go any further, I... And Kaylee, I know I yelled at you while we were watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier recently um, about this, but I will acknowledge that I'm doing good is wrong, but I think I am good is acceptable to just use good as an adjective with Mm. what you're describing of how are you, I am good. Now, you might be thinking I'm not evil, right? I'm good. But what if you're sick? You would say, I am sick. What are you supposed to say? I'm, I'm not sick. You know, I think No, you acceptable. say I'm well, if you're not sick. Oh my God. But who cares? But I'm saying that I'm good shouldn't be considered incorrect. Now, I will agree. I think when people say I'm well after someone else has said I'm good, it's rather pretentious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if they've already said good, just go with good. You don't need to be like, oh, well, I'm well, because then you just seem like a mm-hmm. jerk. But... Yeah, I am good means like, I'm good. I'm Captain America. So Captain America yes. can say it. You can't. Captain America can oh. say it. Yeah. But what, that's what you're describing is, how are you? I am good. I'm being a good citizen today. I'm, you know, days that I'm not doing well, I'm going to start responding that, like, how are you? Uh, I'm evil. You know, that's, that's what <laughs> I feel is correct. Well, you, if, you're not feeling, you feel if you're not feeling well, you may have done something evil, so... Could work. Yeah. But see, that's the thing with I'm well is the only thing that we're answering in that question is that we're not sick, you know? Well, it's not just sick, but you're just clarifying. Like, no one's truly good if we're getting into this big philosophical no, question. No, go deeper. I dare you. Go. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if we all said I'm good, then the human race would have no issues in life. That's this, that's this assuming call that people hole, will lie if they are not good. <laughs> a big, okay. big anyway, what's the question? Yeah. Just Mark, how are you? I think the question is how are you? Yeah. Oh no! I, I hope this, this is, is going to be a well goes. episode. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, today we're talking about the English language, which, as many of you know, does in fact suck. I've heard that it's not a particularly easy language to learn if you use your second language it's got germanic roots i believe so that means something i don't know but i looked it up real quick and then i got busy doing other stuff so (laughs) well let me put it this way i did take a whole semester course called the history of english i learned about vowel shifts and that would be a whole That sounds exhilarating. Yeah. Actually, Kaylee, why don't you take a minute? Just give us your credentials here because you've clearly presented a case on saying, you know, I'm doing well, which is a great start, but I'd love to see your resume as it comes to the English language. Resume. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't be a dick, Kaylee. Well, it's hard not to when you're talking grammar. Um, I teach seventh grade English and 12th grade English, and I have degrees in English and education. So, 
and I work for uh, a proofreading company, of which will remain nameless, um, but I work as a proofreader there. You've probably seen ads on YouTube for it. Wow. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. That's the one where grandmas correct stuff, right? C. <laughs> yes, that's what I thought. All right. Awesome. 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 Well, it's good to have you, uh, which is great. And I guess, uh, I don't know, Marsh, where should we head from here? Do you want to argue with Kaylee? <laughs> no, I, I, don't think, I don't think I'd win any of those arguments at all, actually. But um, yeah, we'll get right into the podium. But actually, you know what? Before we get into the podium, I want to ask you, Brad, were you a fan of English class growing up? And be honest. I, I, I did not excel at English. I was proficient oh my god now i'm afraid to use words that are bigger than like six letters okay it's gonna be like, excuse me that's actually not correct because that's your voice now uh but yeah i i was okay with english but i never went to a much higher level than what everybody else in the grade was doing uh and i'll say that it's because i was good at math and science and i just wanted to put my energy there but in reality i'm a pretty slow reader and my mind wanders when i read like it is it was very difficult for for me as a kid to get through chapters and it's not because I was bad at reading from not understanding the words it's because I'd be halfway through a paragraph and like the word rabbit would be in there and I'd be all like Alice in Wonderland would be playing in my head and I'd be gone and then I'd get to the end of the page with my eyes and my brain would be like we didn't get that come on you right. went down we an actual rabbit hole Right, run Thank that one back. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Marsh? Were you afraid of your English teachers? No, I, I think I had a pretty good... I had a good experience with all my English teachers, I'd say. Um, the the material wasn't that exciting to me, <laughs> to be honest, but I did like the, the person giving the material. I, I, did, I, I, did, I did get lucky with that, I think. So I was always, you know, interested, but not really with what they were saying. But that's great. Um, and Kaylee, thank you for not hanging up after our two answers. <laughs> yeah, oh, I see why we need you. No, it's fine. I mean, I hear yeah. it all the time from students. So <laughs> we really like you. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it must just be you English teach teachers. A different are, class that would be great. <laughs> English teachers are good people. They just maybe just you know don't always love what they're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's bump into the uh, podium here. And today's podium, and we're keeping with that positive theme of 21, 2021, but mm-hmm. um, this is our favorite things that we actually learned in English class, okay? I know we just kind of both said that we didn't love English class, but we had some pretty good stuff that we pulled out from there. So, um, Kaylee, why don't, you, why don't you start us, start us off with your bronze? All right, so for English class, I went with what I teach now because that's Perfect. more yes. and um, enjoyable mm-hmm. to me um so for me number three the bronze goes to anything related to figurative language um so you're talking your metaphors your similes things like that and the reason i enjoy teaching that so much is because it's one of the few things you can get kids excited about um so there's a lot of games and opportunities <laughs> with figurative <laughs> language no there really is and cahoots you guys didn't have cahoot but it's a thing what is cahoots? It's like an online live quiz game competition thing. That sounds devastating. I used to love competition when it was in math class, but English class, oh man. I still remember losing a spelling bee when I was in second grade because I spelled the word because wrong. I switched the U and the A. And it's <laughs> Idiot. Sold. 
eats at me. So that's my bronze medal is learning how to spell because. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, mine actually, I think my bronze medal came from the same year, though, that I just re- referenced. And that is the fact that though in speaking, we often use should of, could of, would of, it is in fact should have, could have, would have. And I remember our teacher used to post at the beginning of the English lessons, because you know, elementary school, you're getting the same teacher doing everything, right? And he would write uh, across the board a sentence and there'd be, he'd, he'd note how many things were wrong with the sentence. And I still remember that, in fact, this is the only one I remember because he wrote something that had like could of in it. And there's a question mark instead of a period or in the wrong spot or capitalization is wrong. And we're all like, there's four things wrong. And he's like, there's five things wrong. And we're like, you're wrong because we counted and there's four. And he was like, the of should be have. And I'm like, no, it shouldn't. You should have written the right sentence because that's not correct. So that's when it stuck in my mind. And for the rest of my life, I still say of because it's way easier. Yep. Bronze. You should say Well, it's the up. apostrophe V-E that throws people off, you know? Mm-hmm. Should have, mm-hmm. but I agree. That that's amazing. Should have. Oh, <laughs> maybe I should just hit it the V hard. Yeah, you just gotta hit you know, hit should've... a hard V. That shouldn't yeah. be a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, for, Mrs. Kaylee. <laughs> yeah. So for for my bronze, one of my favorite things was clapping for syllables. I I, I always thought that was pretty fun, and. <laughs> Now it's just rude. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just like kind of, it's a little sass to it, you know? Like, uh, you know when people are trying to like make a point now they do the clap thing? Or like you'll even see it on Twitter sometimes. You'll see the clapping emoji in between words to like be sassy. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to differentiate. I don't like that at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Just breaking up syllables, okay? And it was extremely easy to screw that up to me too. So like I can never really... Never really grasped it, but I thought the idea was awesome. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> moving on to Silver Round, Kaylee. Let's let's see what you like uh, teaching us about. All right. So sticking with uh, if we're going grammar wise, my silver would go to Brad's gonna cringe the well versus good teaching because it blows kids' minds. No, really, because I always tell them you only can say you're doing good if you saved a kitten from a tree. And so then I had a kid who didn't listen to a word I said all year long. And then in June was like, Mrs. Seymour, I'm doing well because I haven't saved any kittens from trees lately. So nice. Got to take the silver on that. I just want to come back though, that I agree with that. <laughs> I agree that an adjective shouldn't take a spot after whatever doing is a verb. You need an adverb there, which well lands as you could say, I'm doing good Lee, but you cannot say, I'm doing good. I agree. You can't. Okay. Say I saw that your thing. face cringe when I said goodly. I'm pretty sure Brian Regan uses that word in a joke when he's talking about stupid in school. Okay. So we're good. But I completely agree. And that kid is hilarious. He will be a stand up comedian short lived. Uh, all right. My <laughs> next thing that I learned in English class, which actually I, I learned more through observation and then it turned into me getting a mark off in English class and then into an argument because I love that. But that's that British or Canadian. English is different than American. Oh, yeah. And I knew going into Canada, you'd see that the gas prices were listed in liters. And you're like, what the hell is that? What are you filling this car with, right? And I started to notice there were U's in weird spots, but I didn't think too much of it. 
until I was in, I want to say like eighth grade or something like that. And I wrote a, some made up story and I was a Toronto Maple Leafs fan and they were playing at the Air Canada Center and center was spelled R-E. I wrote it that way and it got marked off for being incorrect spelling the word center. And I was probably 14 at this time. So I knew how to spell center and I'd also capitalized that word and I got into a pretty heated argument about it, which at the time, I I obviously like arguing at the time I was really quick to it. So I'm sure I was being dramatic, but I got into a big argument about how it was, I don't know if that's a proper noun, if I'm whatever it's supposed to be, but it's supposed to be capitalized and I was spelling it exactly how they spelled it on the side of the building. I was like, I don't know why they put the R there instead and do it with theater and stuff, but that's where it is. And it's in Canada and they did it. And I got, I got the points back. Uh, but I don't think my teacher liked me much after that. I just uh, got all heated up. But yeah, so I don't know when. I like to say that the English, uh, the Brits invented English and we corrected it, but it mostly just makes for confusion when they use S's in words that, and like mobilization, they use an S instead of a Z. There's too many. Oh, there's rules. a whole bunch of things committed. that are different. Oof. Yeah. So, and so many weird words. That proofreading job I do, I get British English, Canadian English, Australian English, Oxford British English, which is slightly different. It's uh, pretentious. Yes, there's quite <laughs> oh my God. quite a lot do, of things. How do you keep know. it all straight? Uh, a chart. <laughs> wow. She sends it to another proofreader. It says, hey, can you check Are you going to link the chart in the show notes? Oh, right? I should. <laughs> I should send that your way. <laughs> which do you like the best? I'd imagine that uh, based on the fact that the Brits owned the world, that Canadian, Australian, and presumably Oxford English are all similar. Is that incorrect? Um, so Oxford English is kind of more of a mix between American and British. They use their Zs. Um, mm. And Canadian's closer to American English. Australian's closer to British English, I would say. Okay. Okay. I take back what I said about the pretentious Oxford guys then. Yeah. That must be the Cambridge folks I was thinking of. Though, surprisingly, uh, most of them don't use the, like, Oxford comma, which you would assume they would be in British, but oh my confusing. God. I love the Oxford uh, comma. Yeah. We'll get into that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I, sounds good. All right. I can't wait Are for Are you that. up then, Marshall? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Uh, to close out the silver round, um, one of my favorite rules you know, other than clapping for syllables, was the I before E except after C. And I and I, I liked it a lot because it worked about like half the time, I feel like. <laughs> Which is so so, you know, every time I'd be like, oh, I know this because I before E except after C. I feel like I found um the exception to the rule more often than I found the rule working out for me, if that makes sense. So maybe maybe not even half the time, but yeah, I always thought that was kind of a nice little rhyme, though. It's like sometimes why on the vowels. Like, really, when do you see why running the show as the vowel? Not often. Yeah, my. But we include it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's it's just because they made the rule about how all the, all words need a vowel, and then they started looking at some of those that only had y's, and they were like, "Shit, is a y a vowel?" And people were like, "No, it's not." And they're like. But our rule's messed up. <laughs> Sometimes. Like, it can't have holes in it like the I before E rule. We've already put that one out there. Yeah. People are calling us out on it. <laughs> our neighbors that weigh a lot are calling us out on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, good job, everyone. But uh, now we're moving to the gold, and I cannot wait to see what you have here, Kaylee. Oh, my favorite gold medal, 100% positive, no question, is commas. 
because oh no commas save lives people <laughs> please explain that well sentence. everyone's heard let's eat grandma and if you add a comma it goes very so the comma prevents you from eating grandma oh. out the comma grandma's your dinner cannibalism my other favorite example i use with my students is let's learn to cut and paste kits you need the comma before kids otherwise that oh, class is getting Jesus. very gory <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> so they... commas are fun. And so when I teach it, I make them draw the difference. It's quite entertaining. <laughs> wow. Do you, do you find That's that kids amazing. get excited about that, too? I know you said similes and metaphors were what got the people going, but, you know. Oh, they I love to draw kids being cut and paste. That's <laughs> yeah, their favorite. This feels right. For sure. <laughs> you know, it's probably kind of a dark thing when a kid has a really good drawing of that. Like yeah. they've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> you get some interesting. Like, I ones. actually did this as a Also scissors. Seventh graders struggle to draw scissors and they often look like other anatomical parts mm. unintentionally, so it makes for good entertainment <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Hey, let That's me ask awesome. this. Could you just explain to some listeners, because we all know, what the Oxford comma is? Oh, sure. Yeah. So the Oxford comma is if you have multiple items in a list, say I went to the store to buy apples, oranges, and bananas, you'd put a comma between each. The comma before the and bananas is optional, known as the Oxford comma. I personally feel it is not optional, but that's just me. No, I completely agree. As in you need it. Okay. Yeah. And my reasoning for this is there's certain times where it doesn't make sense without it. Like if you're giving a speech... And you'd say, I'd like to thank my parents, Gandhi and Jesus. If you don't add the serial comma, you're suddenly the son of God and Gandhi. Wow. <laughs> I'm leaving the comma out in that sense. That's a great example. Thank you. That's one of my faves. Oh, I love that. Well done. All right. That is well worth it. I actually wish we let Kaylee go last because now I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> my gold medal here is I didn't have to take – I only had to take one English – course in college uh specifically where i actually had to like read books uh, but i did learn one thing that i've stuck or kept with me for a while and that's the difference between the word hone h-o-n-e mm. and home h-o-m-e which is something that is using correctly frequently when people say that they hone in on something which is an incorrect usage of that word for those of you wondering hone with an N means to sharpen something. You can hone a knife or hone your skills in English. And a home is both a noun, which is like a house, or the verb to target closer to something, like a homing pigeon, to, to move in on something. So you home in on whatever you're looking at or moving toward. You do not hone in on it unless you're somehow sharpening its insides. So hmm. that's my gold because I love hearing people say, oh, I honed in on that. And be like, that's not right. And then, but like, oh, yeah, it is. And then I'm like, oh, my God, Google it. So I win. Please. please. <laughs> so there we go. Has that ever won you any money in a bar or anything? I was just going to say that. Won me a, never won me any money, but it has had people because I don't like to, mo- mostly because I work with so many people who English is in their first language. So I don't correct English frequently because 
it feels rude. And then I find out later that they want me to, and I just can't handle that. But people that are English speakers and they say that I, I try to, depends on the person. If I want most people, I'll let it go. Cause it's really, who cares? You know, it's close enough and people use it. But if it's someone that I want to embarrass a little, I'll bring it up calmly. And then a lot of times, and by a lot of times, I mean like twice, people have had strong reactions of like, no, why would it be home? And then I'm like, yes, got him. And then I just make a meal out of it. Got him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there we go. Well, that's that's just great. I'm really happy for you about that. But, um, and I also, and I will also agree with you. I wish we let Kaylee go last. But, um, (laughs) yeah, my best most impactful thing that i learned in english class actually has nothing to do with english at all but my english teacher in i think 11th grade told me that colgate toothpaste with the baking soda is good for um you know canker sores so like if you someone who gets a lot of canker sores use the colgate toothpaste and that was like that was what we talked about in english class i thought it was great thought that was great so that's awesome yeah i learned that in english class and i always think about that every single day when i go to brush my teeth <laughs> those life lessons a, yeah <laughs> really that's what that's what you get from english class so you get the good life lessons along with some really good stuff that makes you not sound like an idiot when you're talking or writing i will say in an algebra class we learned how to tie ties so see you know it's good Keep our people rag on the American schooling system. This is all beautiful stuff. Come yeah. On. <laughs> well, what do you use more, algebra or tie tie? Right. <laughs> I'll say tie tie. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wedding season's coming up. Yeah. You think you need algebra at the wedding? Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe. God, that wedding would suck. <laughs> That's how you yeah. get in. You have to solve. <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah, really to find out your table number. Oh <laughs> yeah, gosh, right. that would be like too mathematical. Oh gosh, yep, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I I'm getting a lot. I'm getting already. a lot of good ideas for uh, my upcoming wedding. But um, nuptials. Yeah, anyway, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> my, my upcoming nuptials. <laughs> I apologize. Now, um, one of my biggest pet peeves, if you will, with but the English language is is grammar police. <laughs> a lot, a lot like that. Um, but uh, I'm curious. You know, what are your guys' pet peeves of the English language? Well. I actually agree, despite being an English teacher and ragging on you guys a little bit, I feel like when it, I always tell my students this, writing, I feel grammar is really important. Speaking depends on the context. I'm not worried about speaking 100% grammatically perfect in like a social setting if it's just at home or with friends. And so then I feel like grammar police is too far. (laughs) So I think... Yeah, so that's one of my pet peeves is when, like, people are grammar police, like, all the time. Because I'm not going to lie, I say gonna when I talk at times. Can't help it. Grew up in a small town. That's a great word. Hey, <laughs> yep. what are you going to do about it? I, I can say, because I, I don't know that I need so much to answer this because Kaylee knows more and probably has things bother her more than me because I'm sure I don't notice most things that are wrong. But I'll say this. I say that any improper use of english in speaking is that the right time the word to use the word colloquially mm-hmm. well i don't okay, know are I'm... you are you saying keep going i'll tell you <laughs> when people are conversing casually yes right yep yes okay great i love that word because i cannot say it say <laughs> um, it again but anyway colloquially 
Nailed <laughs> so it. So much fun. Um, Did he? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know, but I I contest that that your mouth is working, right? It's it's physically working, and I think any efficiencies that are built into the conversation or the words you're using should just be brought back to pieces of paper and said, okay, we actually tested it. It's like when you design something versus when you go to actually build it and things don't work out and you have to make changes to make it better. And then you have to do your as built drawings after. Can you tell the engineering student didn't do well in English? But what I'm saying is the way we speak is intentional. The reason we use gonna is because it's easier for your mouth to get there, right? It's quicker and it accomplishes exactly the task you need of the person understanding what you're saying. Speaking is just a means of communication. So anytime you can get it and they understand it, I think we should tell the people that do all the writing and say, you know what, go ahead and get rid of going to. We don't need it anymore. (laughs) We're done with it. That's my stance. Well, to support that with a really nerdy thing from that history of English class I mentioned, most of the letter sounds we use today are combinations of sounds that didn't exist before. So like the letter F and other letters came from us shortening things up. So we've been doing that for all of time. (laughs) Speaking of that, do we need the letter C? If it makes a K noise or an S noise, should we just get rid of it? Why won't we just keep the C and get rid of the S and the K? Jesus. But how how do you spell sky? Or ski? (laughs) C-C-Y. C-C-I. That would be amazing. (laughs) It really would be. But maybe that would be confusing. Uh, Actually, Kaylee, when you were mentioning your pet peeves uh, before, you mentioned not basically when you're speaking, you don't use English perfectly. Uh, And I was thinking about in Friends, I believe Ross is speaking at one point and says who, and Joey points out whom, and everyone's like, what? And it's correct, right? And I don't care to get into the difference between who and whom because I think it has to do with something of whether you'd be using he or she or she and or him. Yeah. It's like something like that, how you're supposed to know. And I can see you wanting to tell me. No, I actually don't. Who okay. versus whom is my least favorite of all. It's dumb. Why do we need it anymore? I feel you know, like people okay. get fixated on that one. It's so stupid. But here's what <laughs> I wanted to know, because I know you're a Friends fan. And it's – Rachel writes a 18-page letter, front and back, to ross at one point right ross falls asleep reading it and uh, you know stuff continues they get into an argument about it and in it ross yells at rachel about her use of grammar and specifically identifies her use uh incorrect use of the word your and he goes on to say y-o-u apostrophe r-e means you are and your means your. And I have always hated that he simply yells your means your because he has not written this down. There's no spelling that you're putting in front of Rachel to indicate what you're trying to convey beside it not being the uh, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. And so that's that's my pet peeve is Ross yelling but do you your really? Your. But would the line be as funny if he yelled like your means possessive ownership? No, but that was going to be my question, is how would you have changed it? And that's perfect. How how would you have told Rachel? So there you go. Yes, your means possessive ownership. That is all I wanted to know. That would be... Damn it, Ross sucks. Yeah, he is the worst. Though, if we're really getting on pet peeves, my absolute... It irritates me. The holiday... The pettiest of peeves. The pettiest of peeves. The holiday season, when that comes around... (laughs) 
people like to send Christmas cards, holiday cards, if you will. And they love to add an apostrophe to the end of their family's name. And that is wrong. And I hate it. And, And when it's on my fridge, it hurts my eyeballs. And I just want to send out like a Christmas card first at, at like Thanksgiving as a public service announcement. But I feel that that wouldn't go over very well. You think I'd be a little pretentious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a tear. I, I, I'm with you though. That is extremely annoying. So let that be a PSA to all of our listeners. Just don't do that because you sound really dumb. Yeah, honestly. A quick question though, Kaylee. Uh, when someone's last name or first name ends with an S and yes. you actually do need an apostrophe. Nope. No, yes. no, 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 no. I know how to. <laughs> no, I mean possessive. I'm talking oh, yeah. when it's something possessive. Uh-huh. You still use an ES? Two options. If I'm saying two the, options. the. Wait, Joneses? what are the two options? Hit me. You, so you can. Oh, no, no. So, <laughs> so you can add the ES like the Joneses with an apostrophe. Or you could do. Yeah. Like if your last, if your name's James, you can do James apostrophe or James is with an apostrophe S both are yeah technically I, I know both are correct i'm wondering which do you use as a professional i like James to do is... i like to do i like to do the annoying apostrophe s just feels right do to you? me yeah i, I like to just toss I, that apostrophe i like something to yeah i like something to be on the other end of the apostrophe if i can otherwise yeah. you're like where'd it go yep. i kind of like those oh, yeah. freestyle and apostrophes at the end of words sometimes <laughs> i think it's kind of i think it's kind of cool and a little risky you know you know <laughs> what's coming i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, what i you know what i'm going to start doing just to sort of find a balance here i'm going to do the apostrophe and i'm going to write a little s next to the apostrophe in the same superscript yeah just up there so <laughs> there we go problem solved an exponential yeah. apostrophe s <laughs> yeah so I, i'm going to be honest with you i didn't know that that was an option i thought i didn't know you could put the apostrophe s and I would say that's wrong. If I saw that, I didn't know that that was an option. But and you'd know, be right. <laughs> yeah, right. There, there's a lot of those weird rules though, and they all kind of just drive me nuts. But what one? What rules? Because you know that's what you hear about English. Oh, there's too many weird rules and stuff. Which ones actually annoy you though, Kaylee? Oh well, <laughs> um, rules. <laughs> How much time wise? do we have? Pick your twenty favorite. Well, the, the, we've already <laughs> talked about the Oxford comma, but the fact that that's optional is upsetting to me. Um, and then actually one that bothers me is if you're using like something and you're saying he or she, it's technically, depending on the situation, not always okay to replace it with they, if it's singular versus plural. And I feel that if you're saying he or she, you should always be allowed to just replace it with they. So like if someone Mm. forgot their hat, they should be able to say their hat. You shouldn't have to say his or her hat. I think gender pronouns are helping you out there. I do. Because I, I, they I, is becoming more I support prominent. that anyway, yeah. but I really hope that yeah. they're like helping my like situation there with grammar yeah. too. Especially because any sentence using that singularity that you want to make a plurality with multiple occasions is just so hard to say. He left, uh, or someone left his or her hat on the shelf at the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you got to had his, himself or herself when... She or he went, and you're like, oh, my God, this is so hard. Yes. Like, I don't know. Someone just tell me whose hat it is so I don't have to keep doing this. <laughs> yes. So that's my, like, biggest one that I would change if I could. Okay. That's like fair. That. Brad, do you that's have anything perfect. you want to add or no? Uh, I was going to go. 
you made me think of it just with the the pet peeves thing is that I hate the term pet peeves, but of it, I really hate the term grammar Nazi. Uh, I don't know when it started. I don't know if it was a Seinfeld thing. Uh, and this isn't to be like, I don't want to be too dramatic about it, but I don't really like the term Nazi in many capacities. <laughs> uh, and I think in 2020, especially 2020 and not 2021, I think Nazi is like almost too mainstream again, where you're like, hold on, maybe we stop using that term unless we mean it for what it is again. Uh, so grammar police, I would prefer people say, because if you Google stuff about Nazis, I don't think it comes up too much about them being overly stern about if people were using proper German, you know? Uh, so uh, that would be my only thing. They a, yeah, they had a different thing they were focusing on, so... That actually reminds me of something else that I would add with that, which is that, like, Webster's Dictionary always adds, like, the latest slang after a while. Like, they add new words every year. Mm. And it bothers me because slang changes with every generation. So we're just adding words that (laughs) will probably become, like, defunct (laughs) in a few years. What would be the... What would be the prominence and time frame that you'd allow? Like, how many years does it have to be? Like, if you were getting basically the dictionary is the word hall of fame, right? right? And how many years do they have to be? Does this word have to be in service for you uh, before it should be added in? I feel like longer than someone's been alive, like someone's lifetime, you know? Mm, Because I feel like we've really lowered the standards here and we're like, that's been around for two years. Throw it in there. Why not? (laughs) How, How can I get a word in there? couldn't tell you um, no there oh, must man. be a convention of some sort yeah i mean i need to i want to make a couple submissions yeah i would say maybe start tweeting it a lot and hope that enough people on twitter pick it up oh okay that uh yeah that it starts getting used and i because th- i'm pretty sure that's what webster's dictionary uses now for what they twitter are. yeah so just search hashtags hashtag <laughs> yeah, word drop exactly Got it. Sure, hashtags (laughs) in there. Exactly. (laughs) I like that. But yeah, so now let's get into our next piece here, which is uh, a first time on Don't Be a Dick, and that is a game that's going to be hosted by a guest. Which guest, you ask? Kaylee. Now, (laughs) Kaylee, I only vague. I gave you loose directions here, Uh, and if I was you know, taking a test. Maybe you didn't even read the directions at the top, which I don't know if you're one of those teachers that likes to put like a bonus thing in the directions oh, at the I top. I do. It's usually a it. drawing of some sort. Nice. Uh, but anyway, I gave you some pretty vague directions of quizzing Marshall and me on English. And I'm really interested to see what you have. So why don't you tell us what this game is and start reading off some questions. So I kept the game fairly simple, which is I will present you with a sentence and it will either be a fill in the blank or you will need to make some form of correction as a team. Should have. (laughs) Well, I know some of them we've kind of discussed, so you might do okay. Thank God. All right. Marshall and I are on a team, right? You're on a team. Do you want me to just like dive right in or do you need to like discuss your grammar rules first? Yeah, should we review? Uh, we'll text each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I before E, except after C. Man, sometimes, most of the time. Yeah, sometimes. And sometimes it's Y in the middle. I don't Ooh, know. I should have included spelling. I should do that. If you think of one on the way, I, I'm probably toss, going to toss one in there. All right. So here's your first one. Neither number one. Neither me blank 
My sister can wait to learn to drive. I can give you choices. No. No, no choices. We need a choice in this one. I think I know. Marsh, tell me what you're thinking. I'm thinking nor. I'm thinking nor too. I'm thinking nor. Should we lock it in? I think we should lock it in. We'd like to lock in nor. That is correct. Wow. I got to be honest, saying nor on its own feels very strange. (laughs) Yeah. Saying nor. I feel like I'm Swedish. Nor. I feel feel really weird just thinking about that. Just, it's just Do a you weird, say it's a neither weird. nor when you speak? I know it's either or, neither nor, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of your giveaway. Do you say it while speaking? Are you good? Are you fluent at uh, throwing in nor appropriately? I, I'm not saying it right anymore, am I? Nor. Nor. I feel yeah. like now you're talking like Pinot Nor. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Don't make me spell it. Oh. Um, I feel that I am, but now I'm not sure. You're going to be hesitant tomorrow. I, yeah. You're going to listen back to this whole thing and just make sure that you never said neither <laughs> without the nor. Okay, so we're one for one. We're one for one. one and for Kaylee, one. my guess here is that you're going to be a lot nicer to us than we are to each other when we do games, and I'm okay with that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I tried to keep it like pretty straightforward. All That's right. Fair. And you know what we'll do, Marsh, because we got that one quick. Why don't we next time give it a minute, we'll come up with what we think just internally, and we'll let Kaylee read the answer for the listener in case they don't have it yet. Or read the uh, options if that is uh, another multiple choice Good idea. question. So, great. All right, Kaylee, number two. Here's a picture of you and... My dog. Uh, you and... You and... I you... Think, okay. <laughs> I think I think I know what it has to be. Kaylee, is this a multiple choice one? Or you just want us to go with it. I can give you multiple choices. No, no, you yeah. don't have to. You don't have to. All right, okay. Marsh, I'm gonna go up first this time. I think it's. Uh, oh God, this is tough. Because normally, I know this is supposed to be like a me or I situation, right? That's what you're going for. Yes. You're saying me or I, right? Um, and you're supposed to take out. The and with the other thing. Yeah, and, and you're supposed to goes, you're supposed right? to replace or like yeah. Can that like can like this is a picture of you and right? So just, what would you yeah. normally just say right? That's the rule. I'm pretty sure. But um, so yeah, go ahead. I a picture. this actually this, hold on a second. This actually drives me crazy when I see things like this on Facebook when people are trying too hard. I think sometimes. Oh, you triggered them. Let me just let me just let me let me put a pin Get in that, out, buddy. No, let me put a pin in that thought to make sure that I'm not wrong here because I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. No, I'm no gonna, you have to guess first. Yeah, no. Now we want to hear it. No, no, no. Yes. I'm gonna say the correct answer is me. This is a picture of. Me I want me. to agree with him. That wait, wait, wait. Can you read the sentence again? Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure it's Here's not myself. Here's a picture of you and me. I think it's me. Here's Lock a picture of me. Here's a picture of I. Sounds awful. Is it me? It's me. Okay, yes. perfect. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm going to unpin that thought and go into it. So when I see people yeah. pick, like, put a picture up on Facebook or whatever, and they caption it, my dog and I, I that's wrong, right? Well, if they're just putting... Well, yeah, it's wrong because you wouldn't just Thank put you. I. It's so yeah. annoying. Without the dog. It's so annoying to me. Yeah. It's like I had to think are, about that for a second. These like, are all my friends and I. It's like 
It's stupid. It's stupid. I think people think that I is somehow always better English and right. not that they're simply using me incorrectly often. You I, know? They're yeah, just like, like, oh, fancy people say I at the end like, of sentences. Like, like I could literally <laughs> pull up Facebook right now, do one quick thumb scroll, and probably see an example of this right now. How many posts do you think you could get in one thumb scroll? Like, if you I, did it, how many posts do you think you could I'm by? actually glad you asked. Depending on the size, <laughs> um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had a number in mind. I thought, he, I thought least, he had tested it at least a couple yeah, times. Yeah, so. I have at least. I 40. tested it on iPhone seven through XR, and yeah. what I got on is, my six I S, I was I was I was uh, restricted a little bit, but on my mm-hmm. new phone, at least forty posts, very efficient. Dude, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, Kaylee, I just want to add in here that I personally find it annoying, but only a little bit when people uh, misuse myself. Because if that sentence was, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, if that sentence was, I took a picture of me or I, the correct answer would actually be myself because it's something you've done on to yourself, right? So it's if you've already it's How's if you've already work? used I. So if you've you've already said I, mm. I took a picture of so that it would be myself. That's such an easy way to remember that. Same thing with he and she, right? He took a picture of himself, she took a picture mm. of herself. Yep. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Because I think people toss that out a lot, the myself and stuff. And it's like, I don't think you, you keep on using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Uh, all right, so we're two for two. Kaylee, let's go with number three. Let's see what we got. All right. Water has blank calories than milk. Uh, uh, I I know this rule. Do you need the oh choices? I, no, no, no. Okay. The, I, I can tell you what the choices are. They're less and they're fewer. Um, no, it's so more. Listen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Yeah, well, at first I didn't, <laughs> yeah, know, the, I didn't know the nutritional facts yeah. for what kind of milk. Yeah. Let's yeah, go. Let's go whole. Milk? Whole milk. Whole milk. Okay. Oh God. That's Yikes. what we feed the kiddo these days. Feed. Uh, if you uh, want to, if you want a few episodes ago, we did a bathroom episode for anybody drinking whole milk. You can go listen to that. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so here's. Marshall, do you think you know the answer here of if it's less or fewer calories? I think I know the answer pretty confidently, actually. Nor. What do you think, Marsh? I think it's fewer. Yeah, I think it's fewer, too, because I think if it's quantifiable, you say fewer. And if it's like he has he has less money than her, but he has fewer dollar bills. Mm. Right. Is that kind of the rule we're going to? Let's lock in fewer first. Fewer. I think we should lock in fewer. Kaylee, is that correct? Fewer is correct. Woo. Oh my god! Why did we even have you on the episode? Yeah, I, was, no. I was just. Thinking I the honestly, same thing. though, the way Brad's speaking, I'm pretty sure he studied ahead of time because he's giving like the word for word like definition. If you googled, like, what is the difference between fewer and less? It's quantifiable. <laughs> I've been reading books on the side. Yeah, Brad's but, been no, on, I actually on hit Quizlet us with the rule. Well, you, <laughs> yeah. you no, you seem to have it under control. Take it away, Ern. <laughs> Hey, you don't so know if it's quantifiable another <laughs> pet peeve of mine was always when students would try to like correct the teacher or something it's like oh why don't you just God. get up there and teach the class kaylee we are going to have you back on for a teaching episode so you can just rag the shit out of the kids that you love so much or whatever well they often ask say. me oh am i your favorite and i say i don't have a favorite they say really i say yes but i have a least favorite <laughs> <laughs> nice and they're always nice, like nice, nice. are you implied it's me <laughs> Yeah, I think, because I think I've mentioned before to you in person, because a lot of 
uh, beside wife teaching a lot of your her and your friends uh, there's a lot of teachers in the friend group right Mm -hmm. and I've mentioned before I don't think I have the patience for it which is just me being honest but also I think I'm a little too snarky for it and I think I'd end up fired for just being mean uh, (laughs) and like hurting a kid's feeling it's not an accident like am I your favorite student uh no but if I had a favorite also, no, and get out of my face. And I don't think that would go Depends well. on the age all right, group. All right, but Kindergarten wouldn't fly. <laughs> yeah. Juniors. <laughs> but honestly. They could handle it. Yeah, juniors, you could. Yeah, all right. But kindergarten, I feel like that would be the biggest one because there'd be, like, the cute kids. You'd be like, oh, nice. And then there'd be, like, some monsters. <laughs> and you'd be like, you are absolutely my least favorite. You are a horrible child. <laughs> you know? Uh, but anyway, okay, let's, so we're on number four. Four? Did we already do four? I think we're three and oh. You're three and oh. We're three and oh, so let's go for it. Are there more questions? There's a couple more. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go for a clean sweep. Here's let's your go for a supermarket this sweep. This one's I'll be interested to see. I'm gonna give you two choices. We got so- cocky, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see. Um That's so a lay the hammer. I wanna figure out how best to word this so that it makes sense. Okay. Students play sports blank football and soccer in high school so let me explain students play sports now imagine parentheses Uh, there's a blank football soccer in high school so we're providing examples yeah would you use i.e or e.g Oh my God! You're giving us Latin acronyms. I sure with? am, because they are oh often misused. Is that English? No, yeah. it's yeah. Latin. Well, yeah, ish or something like that. I think. Brad, did you study know. Latin? No, but I know the difference between etc. and at all. I even texted it to Kaylee, um, but I don't know ie versus eg. And in fact, a non-English, uh, non-native English speaker corrected this in a presentation the other day and he was like i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be this i don't remember what it was but it was the other one and i was like there's a difference between these two okay okay so we're giving a list marsh marsh do you have any idea like i do any guess here i have an idea oh um i i i could be wrong before i i'm gonna preface it he's always you know adding his i gotta i gotta preface it with (laughs) i could be wrong but well, we know that. There's he always a has his modifier. This could be wrong. I'll put That's my modifier. It, 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 it keeps my it keeps me open. You know what I'm saying? But I always use IE all the time. I used to do that all the time, and I was pretty sure that I was right all the time. Obviously, right? But when I I, I do remember a pretty specific example. I'm trying to think of what I was even talking about. But I said IE, and it was wrong because um, I was. I was giving examples of something. So in that case, in this case, I would say EG. But I, um, oh, no, why a but? I thought we had an answer. I was so uh, no, happy I, you I, had any I think background it, I think to it's lead us EG to Because I'm pretty sure I have made that mistake before, actually, and I've said IE. Hey, should yes, we lock it we in? We are going to lock in EG for EG, the fourth correct answer. Is though. EG. Was I <laughs> wrong I want, for the reasoning? You're, you're right. <laughs> But I want to hear why it's not IE. Yeah, what's IE, buddy? So IE is actually like 
it, I'm trying to remember what that rule was. I don't remember why I would use that all the time. But is that like, I don't know. I just know EG now as examples because I remember thinking like, okay, EG is like egg examples. <laughs> <laughs> add it to <laughs> the add rule. it to the I before E list there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Kaylee. We'll, so we'll you're on on the right track. I E can be examples, but if it's the entire list of things. So like if you said I played sports in high school in and listed football and soccer, like so yeah, in essence or entirety. So it's has to be the only like options. But if it's just examples and there could be other choices, it should be EG. Okay. So, oh. so like if you said like they served fruits and they only served apples and bananas, you would put IE apples and bananas. But if they served multiple fruits and you just want to give apples and bananas as the examples, EG. What does that stand for? Gosh, that's a great question. I know it's something Stumped. like, well, no, it's like something like <laughs> Exempla Gratifa or something like that for EG. And... It's Irma Gerd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, that's wild. Man. That's wild. But all we right. got it right. So all right, we have one more question to get this, to, to get our English degree, basically. Yeah, right? luckily, last I one. luckily, I didn't have to really show my work on that last one because that was not exactly yeah. Not exactly right. I don't but think anyway. you have to do that in English classes anyway. Were you showing your work in English classes? Well, if you <laughs> this use, is how I got when to we use word. textual evidence, I say it's like showing your work. But See? that's a whole. That's what I, I was referring to. Mouth. All right. Your, <laughs> All right, let's go. Five your last five. one's a spelling question. Nice. If something piques your interest. Shit. How do you spell it something? No, I'm kidding. How do you spell peaks? <laughs> I let me just start by saying I've competed in a spelling bee before, and I think you have too because I I just think you just said you lost on because. Yeah. Right. So we have you experience. I okay. I pronounce it because, like how you say cousin coolly. Yeah. You said because. I don't normally like, do that. That was a one-off yeah, but the, thing. That kind of makes sense though, because if you get rid of the be cause is right there, it probably should be because. If you said. Like Lauren Bacall. So, That's right. I don't thing. normally do that, though. And when I said Who's it... Who's Lauren Bacall? Never mind. You were saying. <laughs> I think there's a McCall, M-C-C-A-L-L in the NFL, I think. But No, um, I don't know. This is what happens when I read. This is where my brain goes, okay? <laughs> That's a perfect example. Thanks for giving us a glimpse into that. But anyway, so as two spelling bee, you know, competitors, how would you talk through this? Because... Obviously, there's a few different ways you could spell peak that I know of. P-E-E-K and P-E-A-K. Okay, obviously, this is a plural version, right? I would think. I don't know if that's accurate, but... Okay, uh, Marsh, I'm going to cut you off because I want to go five for five. <laughs> the two you just spelled, P-E-A-K, I believe, is like a mountaintop. P-E-E-K, I believe, is peering at something. But as you spelled those, I had a vision of the word P-I-Q-U-E or maybe P-I-C-Q-U-E. And I don't know if that's a French word or if it's correct. Kaylee, could you give us the sentence again? Sure. If something piques your interest. Peaks. Could you use it in a sentence, please? Do you want the origin? <laughs> yeah, the etymology <laughs> of the word, please. When was it added to the dictionary? No. 
2020. Um, <laughs> oh. I honestly want to say it's P-I-Q-U-E-S, but now I don't know if that's ever been a word or if I'm misremembering something from French class when I was in seventh grade. Does, Marsh, does that sound familiar at all to you, that spelling of the word? No, yeah, definitely. That's where I was working my way to, actually, because... Oh, well, then why did you let me cut you off? Because he could be wrong and he didn't want to. <laughs> well, so. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I was heading there because peak... Oh, my God, you were taking forever. No, 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 listen. This is how you lost in the spelling bee. I never lost. So, um, <laughs> P-E-K, P-E-E-K, right? Too obvious. P-E-A-K. Let's talk about, let's clarify the difference on those two, guys. Bread, I already did. Bread, bread nailed it. I, I missed it. I was zoned oh. out. It was a long explanation. Bread, if I may, <laughs> if I may. Yeah, please, absolutely. Yeah, so oh P-E-K, yes. P-E-E-K is just peering at somebody. Great, great word from bread there. Um, P-E-A-K is tip of a mountain. So my mind would say that one makes more sense, but still it's not the right thing because there is that third way that you might, you know, spell with, which is a P-I-Q-U-E and then you add the S on the end, but I'm almost nervous that there's like another letter in there somewhere, but I don't, uh, I, you know what? I think we both visualized it and then explained it with P I Q U E. And then of course an S because I believe the sentence called for that. So you, you ready to lock it in to see if we went let's, five for five. Let's lock it in. Lock it in. <laughs> I wish I Can't had please. some kind of like sound effect. That is correct. <laughs> oh good. I was yeah. like, is the sound effect like, no, I wanted well, like yes, a, like a price is right. Like ding, 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 ding kind of situation but. oh my god yeah i'm legitimately tense because i feel like if these were all written out in front of me just you know i'd be like i take my time and i'd have it down but like being asked that having to explain yourself sort of is that was stressful that was a little stressful actually but i, I think that was but, that was fantastic though okay that was a great game listeners at home i hope uh you did well or learned something and or learned something uh and uh, I like the little homonym question at the end, though I do wish there was a word, because homonyms are a lot of fun. Uh, I know rappers enjoy them. And uh, that's when two words sound the same but are spelled differently, uh, for anyone wondering. But I wish there was a different word for th- something like there, there, and there, or in this case, peak, peak, and peak, where there was three versions, not just like horse and horse or uh ball and ball whatever i don't know i don't know i don't need to keep giving examples but when there's three i wish there was a another term maybe there a is try like hominem i like that i was more i was that's yours is better i don't want to say mine now oh no because no, uh, i was gonna say a homonym <laughs> um just i don't know why it came to my head why does that make me think of this yes i was just gonna say phenomena <laughs> <laughs> same exact thing came in my head uh not when i said it in my head but when i said it out loud i was like that was dumb uh so try homonym uh is great now kaylee i know we're we want to be respectful of your time but quite frankly i want to get these last few questions in too so i'm gonna choose to not respect your time one thing i wanted to note that i became more aware of when i was in the south though i'll be honest i have never actually seen it written in any correspondence to me whether it be a text message or an email quick quick step to the side out of curiosity kaylee do you text with proper grammar not emails do you text with proper grammar yes unless i'm in a really really big rush okay do you get annoyed with people that text you with improper grammar i get annoyed with people who do things like you are it doesn't take that much more time yeah what about the letter two 
hate that too. Yep. Yeah, okay, you know great. what? So, I no. think the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Wait. Do you uh, put periods but if someone... at, the, at the end of like each text? Like, if it's just like a, you know, do you do that? You use periods all the time. Uh, I mean, if it's like a one, it depends on this. If it's a complete sentence or not. <laughs> Okay. Nice. So wow, you just got teachered. No, that's a that's a that makes sense because I was wondering yeah. if you just only text in complete sentences. Because I know what bothers me is when people say "sounds good" and have nothing at the end. Oh. Exclamation or period would be great. If you're wondering why Kaylee just got louder, it's because she leaned her whole body into the microphone <laughs> oh, because it. she was so upset about that. <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to get I at, I think I do that all the time. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're familiar with contractions such as can, labor not yes. yeah yeah exactly oh god <laughs> uh go back and listen to our pregnancy episode with kaylee and wife but oh should have we said earlier should have should have combined to be should have i am a big fan of double contractions and this is something that i said i've never actually seen in an official correspondence and that's when there's a contraction over mul- uh um at least three words and the word i'm thinking of is yald of and that is, you all would have done something. Y'all'd have gone out to the mall if you didn't, you know, something like that. Um, or you'd have something like that. Well, you'd have done better if you studied harder. Those types of words are double contractions, right? So you'd have would be Y-O-U apostrophe D apostrophe V-E. And Kaylee, you look disgusted right now in your face. I'm curious, despite... I know once I've said maybe y'all of you because you're not in the south, but sh- uh, you'd have you've heard someone say you'd have right, like no one I'm never. friends with. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> yeah. But would you then? Is it improper if someone wrote it that way? Is that purely just an internet thing, or I mean, you shouldn't you write about? it that way. No. Okay, I think you should. I think it's amazing. No, it. it's like a puzzle. It's like where did those letters go? You know. You'd have. Mm-mm. I don't like it. Oh my god! But I'm, I'm all about like cl- cleanliness, like in a written, like it to look clean, and that's oh, too much. So in math, you sh- in math you show your work, and in English you show your words. Is yes. what you're saying? Yes. You Do want not them to hide look pretty. Them. Yes. All right. Perfect. That's wow. oh, that's what I wanted. Add, can yeah. I add a quick bonus question to your quiz from before? Wow. Oh, okay. It'll but be we quick. still get our medal. Yes. Yeah, okay, yes. Go ahead. This is like bonus points. At the top of an email, you write, hey, Bill, good morning, Bob. How should you punctuate that? Technically. Oh, shit. Well, can we acknowledge that most people probably put a comma, right? Where, though? Like, talk me through it. Okay, I got it. So, <laughs> yep. So, you're writing an email. Technically, you're supposed to say, good morning, comma, Bill. Right? Period. No. no. There's no verb there. That can't be a sentence. Uh, good morning, comma, Bill, comma. Nope. Hyphen. Good morning, comma, Bill, middle finger emoji. <laughs> Think when you right, turn March, 50, going. there's a test you might need. Oh, oh colon. <laughs> colon, really? Yeah. yeah. Good Why? morning, Why? comma, Bill, colon. I thought colons were just used for lists, but apparently that's no. I E and E G. Help me out. Why do I need a colon? Well, because you're using Ask the me. because you're using the comma before, and then um, otherwise, it would take too long to explain. Other than to say, 
it would throw off the structure that follows because you're now including a message, a longer excerpt of text. So it's the colons introducing now the body of your email. I'm going to wow. start doing that and see if anyone notices. I, I'm absolutely going to start yeah, doing that. Yeah, so I always write things why, like, why it... good morning, Bradford, colon. Oh, I'm doing that. And when someone's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, oh, because I know English. Duh. <laughs> it's like, uh, did you not see the long excerpt of text afterwards? <laughs> now it's considered yeah. formal, but technically if you're like, you know, in a work setting, that's kind of formal. Yeah, I'll be honest. I toss out semicolons a lot and I have a vague understanding of how they work. It's like if, I guess it's something along the lines of, and this is again me saying I don't know how they work, but I like generally get that sometimes it's like when you have a sentence and the next like clause or sentence is related to the one before, sometimes a semicolon is appropriate. I don't know when. So anytime I'm even close to that, I'm like, boom, semicolon, no one's going to know and call me out on it. And I look like a genius. So Wow. There we go. But was I even close to correct on when a semicolon? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the uses, yes. If you have two sentences and you want to show that they're really closely related, you would use a semicolon. Also, if you have items in a list and you need a comma thrown in there, you use a semicolon between everything instead. So there you have it, Brad. And now you know. The more you know. The more you know. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, good. Um, Brad, do you have any more questions for Kaylee? Uh, do you want to do the last two, or you want to go to the Dick of the Week? It's up to you. I think I think the one that I think I would really like to know is what's your view on Spark Notes? Are they good, or are they kind of like your, you know, like you hate them? I don't know. I feel like Spark Notes is an anti-hero, <laughs> okay. meaning it's a blessing and a curse. There's pros of which are that. If I had the option between a student that read nothing and a student that read SparkNotes, I'd choose the kid who read SparkNotes. At least they know (laughs) something that's going on. But downside, obviously, is that they miss out on a lot of it, and they think they can just, like, use, like, buzzwords from the uh, SparkNotes to, like, convince you they read. So we're we're currently reading Great Gatsby right now, and I have a senior who walked in and was like, so Jay Gatsby used to be James Gats. And that's, like, all he knew. But that was, like, his way of being, like, see, I read. And I'm like, yes, you read SparkNotes. <laughs> wow. Do you do you know what the SparkNotes say versus, like, do you, so are you, you know, on the lookout for that type of thing? Um, I usually, I feel like, not to get into it too long, but usually my assignments, the SparkNotes wouldn't really help you other than to have an understanding of what you're talking about. But the assignments themselves aren't, like, comprehension mm. questions of, like, who yeah. is this person? So... They make for good tests, though, because then you can always give them as for teachers out there. This is a great tip. Ooh, a teacher tip. Print out the spark notes and make them add in what's missing. Whoa, you're a monster. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because I remember, I think I've told this story before, but my sophomore year of high school, I had a teacher uh, who was excellent, who would, you know, give us tests or quizzes. And there'd be like 10 question quizzes on what we read. And there would always be two questions that if you read the Spark Notes, you would have only, excuse me, only read the Spark Notes, you'd have no idea what was going on. And she was adamant about this, right? And I, at the time, was, I was playing hockey a lot. I was, um, had a lot of other classes, a lot of other homework. And like I said, I read slowly. So this was just an efficiency thing to me. 
And she like she came up to me. She's like, I can tell you are only reading the Spark Notes. And I was like, I can tell I'm getting an 80 on every quiz. I was like, you better lower what this grade is if you're just reading Spark Notes. Otherwise, I'm gonna keep doing it because I am happy to get an 80 in this class. Like that is so fine. If you started getting 40s in all these, yeah, exactly. I was like, you're making my life. Great, and she was not pleased with this answer. I, maybe I got in too many arguments with my English teachers, um, but I was just like, "This, like, what do you want me to do? If I can take twenty minutes to read something and get eighty percent of what you're going to grade me on, why would I take the three hours it's going to take me otherwise to try to maybe get a hundred percent of what you're doing? Or maybe my mind would wander so much I wouldn't even get an eighty on these. I thought my logic was perfect. Wow." That's not a question for anybody. I just wanted to brag about my sophomore year English score. That's a, all right. <laughs> an 80. That's, that's outstanding. 80. Gotta be. Uh, C's get degrees. <laughs> yes, they do. So anyway, Kaylee, I will ask you this last question that I had because I know I presented this one to you before. You've done homework on it. That I didn't mean to say that to a teacher. You get it. Um, but <laughs> you know what? People love listening to you. As That's what we're getting in on the radio right now. People are calling oh. in and be like, we want more Kaylee. So I want to ask you. And... And what I want to know, as we were talking about, uh, you mentioned reading The Great Gatsby, which, like anybody that's smart, spark notes, watch the movie, you got everything you need, all right? Uh, What English books at the high school level are actually worth the time, and which which could we be like, all right, let's retire this one. It's not really, no one's getting anything out of this. Um... So this is going to be probably an unpopular opinion amongst a lot of English teachers, but I think... I think you're misunderstanding our audience. Go ahead. I know. Well, I'm not worried about them listening. I'm just saying they can sense it in the air. Um, I actually think majority of them probably could go by this point. Um, And my reasoning is the point of English is not content. It's skills-based, right? You need to become a better reader and writer. The way to do that is to get kids to actually read and write. So and my philosophy is pick books that kids actually want to read and that have some relevance to their current life. Now, with that being said, there's nothing wrong with reading certain classics, but a lot of them have like antiquated language that we don't even use anymore. So like, I don't think it provides great examples. But with that said, like Great Gatsby, I think is a good one because it gets, an, if you look at themes, so certain ones like that, um, or I, I think it's to the teacher you had. I loved Lord of the Flies. I know some people hate Lord of the Flies. But as a 7th grade English teacher, the book that I feel most strongly should be cut from existence is My Brother Sam is Dead. My reason is, it literally gives it away in the title. You need to know nothing more. His brother Sam is dead. <laughs> I hate it. I've never read that. I don't me either. Oh, it's a classic, like, seventh Nor grade have I heard of it. book. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so almost every middle school, well, I should, that's a really fake statistic, but a lot of seventh <laughs> graders have read My Brother Sam is Dead, and I don't feel it's worth the time. That and any book where the dog dies. Ah, <laughs> uh, definitely. I don't think Old those Yeller, books should be. Where the Red Fern yeah. Grows, Let Him Go. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of censorship in the sense of like books being burned and a lot of uh, dictatorships, fascist stuff. But I do think Though a good solid Fahrenheit book 451 of dogs. is yeah. a great book. Yeah, exactly. So take that world. If they were just burning the dog, the dead dog books, I'd be like, you know, what? I can get behind this type of authority. Okay, they're making the right decisions for society. 
a teacher that worked before I did at one of my jobs um, used to do a dead dog unit. That's what she called it. What? And they would get to choose which book. What is wrong with her? Oh my God. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, we don't have enough time for that, but my goodness. Anyway, well, Kaylee, I learned a ton about English, but I also feel we taught you something because we aced that quiz, uh, which was... I great. learned you read the Spark Notes on Grammar. I did. I did the only. I think the only book I read all the way through that wasn't read in class was uh, Catch Twenty Two. That was probably the only one, one that I actually. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that one, and the rest of them, Spark Notes or asking somebody else. Uh, and then I got an engineering degree. So great. And in one your face. final <laughs> thing before I go, because I never came Please. up, but I think it needs to be said: is it's not supposedly. Okay, just had to get that out there. Supposedly. Oh, what about... Uh, yeah. What about especially? Oh. <laughs> My boss says especially all the time, and I, he is a native English speaker. And I'd I'm quit. Like, um, maybe, maybe say it different? Like, I don't know. I also know someone who says... Well, actually, let me ask you this. FDR. What's that president's name? Franklin Delano Roosevelt. So one, I know people who say Delanor, which, uh, and then. Because <laughs> of Eleanor? Yeah. <laughs> and then the worst is Roosevelt. Allegedly, Roosevelt. Teddy, Teddy might have pronounced his last name Roosevelt. So looked into it, did my research on this you one. You did? He did briefly because he wanted to not be associated with the family. But the actual way to pronounce it, he just was being a jerk, <laughs> is Roosevelt interesting now the two o's though in a row make it weird to pronounce it roosevelt yep uh but yeah you're you're being a little obnoxious saying roosevelt yes i I feel like that's takes you on the pretentious bandwagon (laughs) i will now be pronouncing the d as delador right i actually i actually surveyed my students uh, like every year now because i've noticed they all think it's delanor franklin delanor roosevelt when did that start then i guess you know, I don't know, man. Like, who, and who what do they think that? his wife slash cousin's name was? Uh, they must just Eleanor? be like, "Wow, what a no!" I think they just are like, "What a weird coincidence." Eleanor, <laughs> yeah. Eleanor. They really were related. That's funny. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But awesome. All right, great episode. Uh, Marsh, you want to take us to the dick of the week? Yeah, no, I do. Um, but I do want to first say thank you to Kaylee. That was that was outstanding. Learned a ton. <laughs> And I will be very grammatically correct from here on out, I promise. Um, but yeah, luckily, since we went over on time a little bit, this this stick of the week is a pretty quick one, actually. But this is also a personal experience that I just last weekend uh, ran into. So it was pretty fitting to make this woman the dick of the week. Um, my fiance and I were walking down the street, just going on a walk. Super nice weather, enjoying our day. It was a very long walk we took um close to seven miles <laughs> a little humble brag there brag <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh we were nearing the end we were in the home stretch and we were feeling good you know it, like i'm telling you beautiful day if you remember last last saturday i believe um i'm sure everywhere in the country it was a beautiful day last saturday i think i think you know it would be pretty universally <laughs> beautiful but anyway um we, we were walking down the street and we see this woman coming towards us. And with COVID times, kind of like give give people space, you know, just kind of take a step and just give them space. This woman was not doing that, which was fine um, because we were going to pass each other. And she, you know, like I always give like the little like, hey, wave, like how you doing? That type of thing. 
And I did that just as normal. And then this woman like went from like really smiley happy to just zeroed in, pissed off. And I'm going to use exact language for emphasis here. I'm not changing anything. She looked directly at Chelsea's eyes and said, get the fuck off my credit card, you stupid whore. I have the CIA watching you. And then we just, we just went separate ways. <laughs> just, that, that was it. And we couldn't have walked faster away from her. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was like, it wasn't like she was on the phone or anything. Like we just got kind of caught in the crosshair. She zeroed in and made that statement. And it just took us aback. And all I could think was, wow, we had such a great walk. And that was like just the worst end <laughs> to that. Just because, you know, I thought it was hilarious. But Chelsea's a little shook, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, this lady found out that she was on her credit card. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, I was, I was like, man, the CIA is watching you. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. That lady, can you call the CIA about that? I don't know that they would take that call. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I got to think that she wasn't in the right state of mind to be making any proclamations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. My goodness. Definitely a worthwhile dick of the week. Uh, and before we become the dick of the week, Kaylee, could you actually answer one more thing for us that we promised our listeners last time? Could you, as efficiently as possible, explain the difference between a simile, an analogy, and a metaphor? Because <laughs> we messed it up last week, we're pretty sure. <laughs> if you can do that. <laughs> so simile compares two things using like grass. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Metaphor. I think that's what I said when I, I used like, and I, I said analogy first, and I was like, I think that's a simile maybe, and that's where we, we quit. Uh, so anyway, metaphor, please. Do you know what metaphor is? Yeah, 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 but why don't you tell us and we'll confirm. <laughs> <laughs> we scored okay. a perfect score on our English um, exam. A metaphor, Not losing it now. a metaphor compares to unlike things using, without using like or as, excuse me. An analogy you use like for clarification. So you're com- so like metaphor and simile usually used for emphasis, and analogy usually used to like clarify something to like compare it. Are most huh. analogies similes? Um, I would say probably not. I f- I feel like I don't know. I'm trying to think of like an example of an analogy in my head right now, but um, yeah, analogies. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm thinking more of, like, how you wouldn't phrase it, like, something is to this as this is to that. <laughs> uh, wait, is that not an analogy? No, that is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. So, if you're is that explaining... No, no, it's not. Because, wait, it's as. You said as. So, right, it's like, not a metaphor. Oh. Well, so, like, you could get into technically, like, similes and metaphor, like, it, there's overlap, but essentially mm-hmm. simile is com- two unlike things completely used for emphasis using like grass metaphor two unlike things emphasizing something analogies clarifying something. So if I said like I, the shirt is a rose, I'm trying to emphasize how red it is. Which would be sense, a, which would be a metaphor. A metaphor because the shirt is not a rose. Right. <laughs> no. That's ridiculous. <laughs> But what but if you be. said it with like what if you said it like this? That shirt is literally a rose. Then it's proper English, right? Yes, hundred percent. Definitely. <laughs> okay, great. Oh, I get it. Figurative be hard to language. Put on, but yes. Yep. 
Awesome. <laughs> it would hurt, but you'd be very difficult to take off, actually, is really what would happen there. A lot of thorns. Anyway, mm. uh, it's great. So thank you for that. I hope... Uh, I feel like we do that in a lot of episodes where we say, like, we'll talk about it at the end, we'll talk about it next time, and then we forget. Do you think anyone's uh, keeping track? Like, they have a notepad at home and they're like, did it someone's again. Someone's tracking it, and we're going to get yep. an angry we get, we get email emails. that says, right. Dear Don't Be a Dick host, colon, you guys suck. Here's all the things you missed, colon, and it'll be a list, double colon. Anyway, all right, so thanks again, Kaylee. That was great. To find our other episodes including a few of them with Kaylee if you are pregnant or plan on becoming pregnant which either of those situations you're allowed to listen to this podcast you can find us on SoundCloud Apple Podcasts Google Plus Spotify and Stitcher under Stitcher. Don't Be a Dick Podcast uh, on Instagram and Twitter you can find us at Don't Be a Dick underscore pod and if you'd like to email us to give us feedback ask us English questions because we know it or bring up any other topics, you can get us at podcastdbad at gmail.com. And I know what you're thinking, because Marsh pointed out how the weather is the same everywhere, that next week we'll have a geography teacher on. Uh, That's not going to be the case. We're going to be talking about advertising next week. The commercials you deal with, every once in a while we do ones more for industries and less so for you to change in your own life, you know, just sort of get the feel of the vibe. But if any of you are in advertising, this is going to be a great chance to learn what you're doing wrong. So we are going to be talking about all those annoying things. Uh, Kaylee, thank you again. And uh, I guess good luck. Uh, you were on recently and uh, you're obviously getting closer to giving birth. So we hope you feel well and uh, that you learn to love the new kid as much as the first one. I was just talking about that today. I hope I do. Is that possible? <laughs> Great. Great. It's not possible. No way. I don't think. I can't tell. Number right, one's awesome. a pretty good standard, so. True. True. We like her. She's cool, but awesome. All right. Have a good week, Marsh, and we'll talk uh, about yes. advertising next week. Absolutely. Nice job, everyone. Sincerely, don't be a dick host. <laughs> <laughs>